0: Welcome to the How To Dressage podcast, and in this episode, we're going to be looking at rhythm within the dressage scales of training. So in a general sense, we all know what rhythm means. But when it comes to horses and when it comes to dressage, it means a little bit more than just what we might describe in musical terms as a beat. Now, rhythm is the foundation of good equitation. And in short, if your horse does not have a rhythm, then you have nothing to build upon and no way to progress. So, in this podcast episode, we're going to explore the reasons why rhythm is so important. We're also going to look at what makes up a correct rhythm and we're also going to explore some of the causes of an irregular or incorrect rhythm. So to start us off, let's have a quick recap of the dressage scales of training. So the scales are designed to provide a systematic and logical framework for training the dressage horse. And when they're used correctly, they create an equine athlete who works in a perfect balance and makes the most of the movement that they naturally possess. Now the scales are usually depicted as a pyramid and you have rhythm as the foundation at scale one. You then have scale two, which is suppleness, scale three, which is contact, scale four, which is impulsion scale 5 which is straightness and scale 6 which is collection. Now the scales are meant to be approached in that order and although there are the odd occasions when one can be skipped over in order to work on improving another, essentially there are no shortcuts. So for your horse to achieve its maximum potential it's crucial that you work methodically through the scales, making steady progress. Okay, so now that we know what the scales are, why is rhythm important in dressage? Well, as we've just seen, rhythm is the first official training scale in the dressage scales of training. Now, as the first of the training scales you need to have a really clear understanding of what is required before you can consider that you have fulfilled that scale. Because without it, moving on to the subsequent scales is pointless. Now, if the rhythm or the tempo are irregular, then the horse's back cannot swing. And this prevents energy from flowing through the horse from his hind legs to the contact. So a horse within a regular rhythm will not be able to be supple, he will not be able to maintain a consistent and elastic contact and he will not be able to engage his hind legs correctly for balance and collection. Therefore he can't progress within the dressage scales of training. Now in contrast if the horse has a good rhythm it will provide the following benefits. So a good rhythm helps to keep the horse both mentally and physically loose, which therefore helps to aid relaxation. It also promotes confidence in the horse and helps to maintain the balance for both the horse and the rider. A good rhythm also enables the rider to correctly time their aids and creates a more effective half halt. And this promotes harmony between horse and rider. Now also, a self-perpetuating rhythm helps to make the work easy. And finally, a good rhythm is essential for cadence. And cadence is an accentuated rhythm with springy impulsion and expression. So, as you can see, a good rhythm will provide both you and your horse many benefits when it comes to working together and also progressing with your horse's career and improving his overall way of going. Okay, so now that we know why we want to have a good rhythm, what actually makes up a correct rhythm? So, the FEI who are the international governing body for equestrian sport, defines rhythm as the following. So they say that the rhythm is the regularity of the beats in all paces. The regularity is the correct sequence of the footfalls and the tempo is the speed of the rhythm. So from that definition, you can see that there are three main aspects to rhythm. So number one is the regularity of the beats. Number two is the correct sequence of footfalls. And number three is the tempo. So let's go through each one of those individually. So the first one is the regularity of the beats. So each of the horse's gaits has its own number of beats. So the walk is four beats. The trot is two beats, the canter is three beats, and the rainback is two beats. So the beats should be regular and consistent and have a metronome-like quality. So now let's look at number two, which is the correct sequence of footfalls. So as well as having the correct number of beats, as we've just talked about, the horse's footfalls must land in the correct sequence. So first up, let's have a look at the walk. So the walk is four beats. And in order for the horse to create those four beats, the correct sequence of footfalls are as follows. So it should go the horse's outside hind leg and then the horse's outside foreleg. This is followed by the inside hind leg and then the inside foreleg. So as you can see there's four individual motions in there which create the four beats and you hear that one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. It's created by those sequence of footfalls of the outside hind, outside four, inside hind, inside four. Now when we look at the trot, the trot is two beats and that's created by the horse's legs moving in diagonal pairs. So you first have a diagonal pair of the horse's outside hind leg and the horse's inside foreleg. This is then followed by a moment of suspension and then you get the opposite diagonal pair of the horse's inside hind leg and the horse's outside foreleg. This again is followed by a moment of suspension before repeating with that opposite diagonal pair. And this creates that two beat rhythm of one, two, one, two, one, two. And then we get the canter. So the canter is three beats. And the correct sequence of footfalls is as follows. So the first beat is created by the horse's outside hind leg. And then the second beat is created by a diagonal pair of the horses inside hind leg and the horses outside foreleg. And then the third beat is created by the horses inside fore, which is the leading canter leg. You then have a moment of suspension before the canter sequence repeats again. and you hear clearly one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. And then finally we have the reinback. So the reinback back is two beats and again it moves in diagonal pairs very similar to the trot except the rein back does not have a moment of suspension. So you get a diagonal pair of the horse's outside hind and inside fore that creates one beat and then you get the next diagonal pair of the horse's inside hind and outside fore creating the second beat. Now just because your horse has the correct number of beats that doesn't mean that they also have the correct sequence of footfalls. So an example of this is say a horse is cantering on the left rein. The correct canter sequence starts with the horse's outside hind leg. So in this case of the horse being on the left rein that would be the horse's right hind leg. However, if the horse was cantering on the incorrect lead, then this would mean that the canter sequence is starting with the horse's left hind leg, which in this case is the inside hind instead of the outside hind. Therefore, even though the canter would still have a three time beat and maybe in a suitable tempo, the sequence of footfalls are incorrect. And this is why you would lose marks for it in a dressage test. So you need to have not only the correct number of beats, but the correct sequence of footfalls. And then we move on to the third aspect of rhythm, which is the tempo. So the tempo refers to the speed of the rhythm. So a horse may have a two beat trot. They may have the correct sequence of footfalls of clear diagonal pairs, but the trot could be too fast or it could be too slow or it could be inconsistent, so it could speed up and slow down. Now, the ideal tempo should be brisk, but not hurried, and it should remain the same throughout each movement, with no increase or decrease in speed. So overall, if you can work your horse within the correct number of beats, the correct sequence of footfalls, and at a suitable and consistent tempo, then more than likely you've got a good rhythm. Okay, so now let's move on to the second part of this podcast where we're going to talk about rhythm in the walk, trot and canter individually. So first up, let's talk about the walk. And this is also known as the marching gait. So as we've talked about already, the correct walk has four evenly spaced footfalls creating those four beats. So if you listen to a horse walking along a road, you should clearly hear one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Now the walk has no moment of suspension, meaning that the horse always has a foot on the ground. And because of this, the walk can never be said to have cadence. Now the correct tempo for the walk will depend to some extent on the size of the horse's natural ground cover. So, for example, a bigger walk will have a slower tempo. But the easiest way to visualise the correct tempo for a walk is to think about an old hunting term, which is that he looks like he's going home for lunch. Another way to imagine it is to picture soldiers marching, so it should be purposeful and brisk, but unhurried. So now let's look at some problems that can happen with the walk rhythm. So when the even spacing between the footfalls is lost you get what's known as a lateral gait and it looks more like the way a camel walks. So you get both legs on the same side moving almost at the same time. So instead of hearing a clear 1-2-3-4-1-2-3-4 the sound would be something like 1-2-3-4-1-2-3-4. Now this is usually caused by tension in the horse's back and this disrupts the natural neuromuscular sequence. So the walk pace requires each of the horse's two long back muscles to relax alternatively and when there's no relaxation then the walk sequence can become corrupted. Now this is a very serious fault and it's also a very hard one to fix And it also has a big impact on the pace's mark in a dressage test. Now the best way to stop this from happening is to first prioritise relaxation in the walk. And secondly, try not to interfere with the walk too much. Corrupted walks sometimes come about because the rider has tried to fiddle too much in the walk, has tried to micromanage it, or has tried to collect the walk too early in the horse's dressage career, or they have tried to collect it incorrectly. Now, on the other hand, if the horse has a correct walk, this is one of the best indicators of good training. Okay, so now let's move on to look at the trot. And this is known as the swinging gait. So in the correct trot, the legs move in coordinated diagonal pairs with a clear moment of suspension between the two sets of footfalls. And this is what gives the pace its clear two beat regular rhythm. So that one, two, one, two, one, two. Now, as the horse progresses in training, that moment of suspension between those diagonal pairs will increase and will become more clearly defined as a result of the horse's improved strength and balance and producing more upward and forward thrust. Now this is where the tempo becomes important, because as the horse starts to create this greater cadence, the trot should never become dwelling or hovering, it should still maintain its forward impetus. So now let's talk about some problems that you get with the trot rhythm. So a loss of rhythm in the trot can be seen in either an uneven height or an uneven length of steps and that can be on one or more legs. Now if this loss of rhythm is mild or is intermittent then this would be termed irregular or uneven And it can be caused by odd moments of a loss of balance. It can be caused by a lack of suppleness or variations in impulsion and acceptance of the contact. Now, when it's pronounced and it's not intermittent, then it can indicate lameness, in which case you will be eliminated from a dressage competition on welfare grounds. But out of all of the paces, so the walk, the trot and the canter, The trot is the hardest pace to corrupt because those diagonal pairs are strongly linked, but the trot is also the pace that you can improve upon the most. So finally, now let's take a look at the canter, and this is known as the bounding gate. So the correct sequence of legs in canter is outside hind, diagonal pair of the inside hind and the outside fore, And then you have the inside foreleg which is the leading canter leg. This is then followed by a significant and clear moment of suspension where all the horse's feet are off the ground and then the sequence then recommences. Now if the horse is in right canter then the right foreleg is the last footfall of the sequence and then it's vice versa for the left. So if the horse is in left canter, then the left foreleg is the last footfall of the sequence. Now, as in the trot, the quality of the canter gait is enhanced by a pronounced moment of suspension, or sometimes called jump in the canter. And this is when all the four hooves are off the ground. And this gives the potential for the development of more advanced movements, such as flying changes. Now, again, in the canter, The tempo should be crisp but unhurried. So now let's look at some problems that you get with the canter rhythm. So there's three common problems that you get in the canter and they include the following. So the first one is a four beat canter. And this is where that diagonal pair in the canter sequence is broken and the gate becomes rolling and stiff and it appears as a cross between the trot and the canter. It's sometimes nicknamed a tranter. There is almost no moment of suspension, and the whole pace just looks laboured and flat. Now, this is usually caused by the rider trying to slow down the tempo of the canter, sometimes in an effort to try and balance the horse, or they have tried to collect the canter incorrectly by trying to artificially shorten the stride and also reduce the impulsion of the canter. This results in the canter becoming four beat and that moment of suspension becoming lost. Now the easiest way to fix this is to kick on and ride the horse forwards. By injecting some impulsion back into the canter, More than likely this will correct the rhythm, it will make it three beat again and that moment of suspension will reappear. Now the next problem is a disunited canter which is also known as cross cantering and this is where instead of having the diagonal pairs move at the same time the pair of legs moving at the same time are on the same side of the horse. So the horse is almost cantering on the left canter lead in the front legs but on the right canter lead in the back legs. And it usually results due to a loss of balance or the horse just getting his legs in a bit of a tiz, In which case, the best fix is to bring the horse back to trot to rebalance him again and ask for the canter again. More than likely, it will be corrected and he will get the correct sequence of footfalls and the correct canter. And then the final canter fault is that the horse is cantering on the incorrect lead. As we talked about earlier this indicates an incorrect sequence of footfalls because the canter should start with the horse's outside hind leg. If cantering on the incorrect lead the sequence would start with the horse's inside hind leg which is incorrect. So again to correct this issue bring the horse back to trot, rebalance him and ask for the canter again. If you are having repeated problems with either a disunited canter or a horse cantering on the incorrect lead, then please go to our website howtodressage.com and search for the article how to get your horse to canter on the correct leg. Within that article we have lots of reasons for why this might be happening and also give you some tips on how you can go about correcting it. But now let's move on to the final part of our podcast, where we're going to talk about causes of an incorrect or irregular rhythm. So, there are many reasons why your horse may display an incorrect or an irregular rhythm. And here are six of the most common causes in no particular order. So, the first cause is tension. Now, a tense horse who is not physically and mentally relaxed will find it difficult to stay in a regular tempo and a regular rhythm. They may speed up or slow down, they may show irregularity in the rhythm, or they may break the rhythm altogether. For example, they could break into canter when they should be trotting. Therefore, they break into a three-beat rhythm when what you want is a two-beat rhythm. The second cause is pain. So a horse that is experiencing pain in one of its limbs will display irregularity in the rhythm and this is most commonly known as lameness. Now other pain-related problems can include gastric ulcers, kissing spines, arthritis and other muscle and skeletal problems. Now the third cause is poorly fitted tack. Now, if a piece of tack, such as a saddle, a bridle, a bit, boots, bandages, etc., if they're not fitted correctly to the horse, they can pinch, they can rub, and they can cause general discomfort. Now, to reduce the tenderness, the soreness, or the irritation from that piece of tack, the horse then may move in an unnatural and irregular rhythm. Now moving on to cause number four and this is a loss of balance. So during work if the horse loses his balance and maybe falls onto the forehand this can cause the horse to speed up or to slow down and can result in a varied tempo. Now a loss of balance almost always reduces the quality of the horse's rhythm. So the best way to avoid this is to prioritise the horse's balance. Now, cause number five is poor riding and poor training. Now, when a horse is left to his own devices in the field or in the arena, he will usually demonstrate a correct rhythm with a metronome-like regularity. Most of the problems with rhythm occur as soon as we add a rider to the mix. Now, it's the rider's job to maintain the horse's purity, regularity, and looseness of the horse's gait but sadly riders who ride too much from the rain and those who try to collect their horses too early and possibly incorrectly they can create serious faults with the horse's natural rhythm and that namely comes down to things such as a lateral walk and a four beat canter as we've already talked about now the last cause number 6 is a gated horse Now, gated horses do not have the three natural gates of the walk, the trot and the canter. Instead, they have been trained to move in a different way for a different purpose. Now, when it comes to dressage, the horse must show the rhythm and the sequence of footfalls as we have already described. So, to wrap this episode up, Rhythm is the first official training scale, and it's made up of three parts. So you've got the correct sequence of footfalls, the regularity of the beats, and a suitable tempo. Now, the clarity of the correct sequence and tempo of the footfalls makes for a good quality rhythm, which in the trot and the canter can be enhanced with an increased moment of suspension. Now, a good rhythm will promote relaxation, confidence and balance resulting in a more harmonious partnership and clearer communication between horse and rider. Now if you have any questions when it comes to this podcast episode or if you have any other hints and tips that you would like to share with us then please do so in the comments box at the bottom of the relevant blog post on our website and to make sure that you don't miss out on any of our other free stuff our books, our training diaries and competitions, then please don't forget to like and follow us on our other social media platforms. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter and Pinterest. We truly appreciate you for taking the time to listen to our podcast and we hope that you got a lot from it. For more, don't forget to check out our articles and other free stuff which is available on our website howtodressage.com and pop by Amazon for our range of dressage books, planners and diaries to help you stay on track with your competitions and training. Bye for now.